Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast, everybody. This is the DFS episode. Um, here we get to jump into some of those value plays, uh, starts and sits, as well as quarterback and wide receiver stacks. Um, really looking forward to it. And thanks again for joining me, Brendan. We never took it offline on how to, <laughs> you know, add that I'm not alone here. So yeah, still around. Maybe today. Maybe today we can figure out how to do that. Um, probably, probably should do that. <laughs> but definitely excited to jump into discussing some of these things. I think we have a solid slate of games <clears throat> um, and a lot of good value plays. You can kind of take some of this advice and apply it to your start-sit decisions like you can every week, but in case you're not thinking about it, you could totally um, make some decisions based off of the input that we have here um, when it comes to starting and sitting players in your fantasy playoffs. Um, so do you want to get started by doing a little, uh, talk about quarterback and wide receiver stacks? Yeah. So, uh, first stack I got this week, um, is Nick Mullins and Jordan Addison. So the reason I went with these two is Jordan Addison came off a good week with him. Looked like Mullins was looking for him a lot. So, uh, you're going to get Mullins at a little bit better of a price um, at 5,300 and where is he? Jordan Addison at 6,000. So it's not bad in terms of value. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other options in terms of stacks, I think, um, that we'll get into as well. But I really like this one because they showed some chemistry and it just seems like what we talked about with Mullins being able to throw for a lot of yards, it impacts Addison in a very positive way. So I think Addison at 6,000 has a lot of upside. I'm not in love with it um, just because I feel like Addison does luck into some of those touchdowns. He is a pretty talented player, but I think there are a few guys in other situations. I know that I mentioned that I prefer Rasheed Rice just overall for the rest of eternity over Jordan Addison. Um, and you told me to save that for the podcast. So a little bit of discussion for that wouldn't be too bad right now. If, <laughs> if you want to get into why you think Addison is better than Rice long-term. I think um, long-term, if they can get a quarterback there, definitely Addison has higher upside. Um, I think Rasheed Rice is kind of a wide receiver too, but has Patrick Mahomes. So that boosts him to like wide receiver one value. Um, but in terms of talent, I think Addison definitely has more. So I think any given week, you know, Addison could give you that 30 point game, but I don't, I don't see Rasheed Rice doing it unless he gets three touchdowns. You know, I think Addison can do that just off catches yards and a touchdown. I don't think Rasheed Rice is able to do that. I think Rasheed Rice is going to get the volume that he needs to be able to support a wide receiver one season next year. Um, and then you're saying that Rasheed Rice is a wide receiver two, but only one of these guys has Justin Jefferson on the team in front of him. <laughs> so This is true. This is true. It, it feels like Rasheed Rice has the opportunity. He's playing with the best quarterback in the league. So does kind of feel like he's, you know, the better value going long term um but we can ag agree to disagree on this one it doesn't feel like we're going to be solving anything today <laughs> yeah i just think that immediately rice has higher value i don't think 
Addison immediately has higher value. But just in terms of my stack, <laughs> I think Mullins and Addison is a good bang for your buck. Yeah, it's definitely not bad. Mullins was able to get it done last week. I think there's a chance that Jefferson gets, you know, the touchdowns and the targets and, or Hawkinson. There's a lot of competition on that team. Um, but if it ends up being Addison, because it's almost guaranteed that somebody's going to get fantasy points off of Nick Mullins. If it ends up being Addison, you're definitely right on here. Yeah. Um, so I only have a couple. I mean, I have one stack, but I think the other one is going to be one that you have. So I'm back at it again this week with Justin Fields and with DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore has been super consistent this year. He's coming off of one of his worst games against Cleveland at 9.2 fantasy points. Um, he's going for the same price as that week at 6,900, but they are playing the Cardinals this week who haven't been, you know, necessarily good. They're bottom half defense against opposing wide receivers. Um, so I think DJ Moore has, and will have plenty of opportunity to score this weekend, uh, fantasy points from receiving and hopefully a couple touchdowns as well. Um, and then when it comes to Justin Fields, you know, last, last game, everything kind of went bad for him uh his receivers were dropping passes he that's pretty much all that happened (laughs) his receivers were dropping a bunch (laughs) of passes that were pretty beautiful passes um and he only ended up with 166 yards and a touchdown with two interceptions one of them coming in a hail mary um at the end of the first half there so i think we should see hopefully a little bit of his rushing upside this week. He was limited to only seven carries, 30 yards. You know, this is a guy that when he's on the field, like we talked about during the dynasty episode, when he's on the field, he's going to be good to score points. Um, he's on the field this weekend against a, you know, struggling Arizona team. Um, his other receivers have proven to be unreliable. I think he looks DJ Moore's way, and I think he runs the ball for a decent amount of yards um, and hopefully gets some good points on the board. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I like DJ Moore definitely, I think, for the price he's going at. What is he going at currently? I think it was like... Six... He's going for 6900 and yeah. Justin Fields is going for 7100 so it is a more expensive stack. Yes. Um, I don't like Justin Fields at that price, but if you're going to... If you're good rolling with this stack, I think it's fine. Um, but I really like DJ Moore because I think for 6,900, you're definitely getting a lot of upside because he's been great all year. Um, in terms of Justin Fields, uh, <laughs> as you said, everything kind of just went wrong, and I'm kind of just afraid of that happening again. So that's kind of my only reason that I'd be scared of Justin Fields. But they are playing the Cardinals this week, so anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, this is a Cardinals team that did beat the Steelers, but has struggled pretty much besides that all year. And I think we should be in a good spot to see some good points. Um, and then, I'm, like your point on DJ Moore, a couple guys around him are, you know, Devonta Smith is up above him at 7,100. Right below him at 68 is Nico Collins. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is... Going for 6,700 alongside DK Metcalf. Um, I think DJ Moore is the guy with the most guaranteed volume and 
probably the best quarterback play out of any of those guys that I just mentioned. Um, we've seen Jalen Hurts struggle. Nico Collins has been, I mean, CJ Stroud's out. Nothing else to say there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has to compete with Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, and then DK is going to deal with the quarterback switch. So DJ Moore seems like the answer this week uh, in that, you know, range. Yeah, so the other uh, the other stack I had was Joe Flacco and Njoku because I'm all over that train. Um, I think this podcast is now. This is the into same the... stack that I had. <laughs> I think this podcast is. I was like, I think I have only one. <laughs> yeah, we've turned into a Joe Flacco and Joku podcast, which is not a great start. But um, kidding me, it's awesome. But it's it's been awesome, and I think it will be again this weekend. They got a favorable matchup. Why the hell not? Minjoku is Mr. December, as we talked about. So keep it rolling. What a ride for David Njoku so far. Um, you know, his two best games of the year coming right before the playoffs and then in the playoffs um, against Jacksonville and Chicago. I think he keeps it up against Houston. It's not like either of those teams have bad defenses. Um I do see a world where Flacco struggles again and might throw a pick or two. Um, for that reason, I have the Texans D in the lineup where I don't have this stack um, in the situation that that's where that happens. But I, you know, just like you have this as one of my main stacks this week because it feels like you're getting super solid value out of Flacco and Joku. They're both putting up fantasy points and together they're going for 11,800 uh, all in for that stack, which is significantly less than, you know, most of the other ones would go for. 10,800. 10,800. Can't do math. Even better. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's insane. Yeah, I like so. your point about the value, basically, because both these guys have been putting up a ton of points and for that money sure yeah like if uh, i guess your nick mullins jordan addison is pretty close another one that would be close would be like gino and jsn and we can talk about jsn when it comes to value plays but um there really aren't that many quarterbacks around this target and then you know from a receiver perspective the five thousands are a little bit iffy yeah i think we're at kind of the bottom price point for both these positions. And I think we're getting pretty solid value at that point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you stole my last stack, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is totally fine. I think I saw that coming a little bit. Do we want to jump into some value plays? I know that we have been off and on with a Thursday night preview. I forgot to mention that as part of the intro. Um, I'd be open to jumping into a Thursday night preview now saving that till the end and sticking with the DFS stuff or, you know, letting you make the decision there. Let's save it for the end. Okay. Sounds good. So let's jump over into value plays and I'll let you lead the way. All right. So my obviously Flacco and Njoku are value plays, um, but probably my other um, value play, this is probably my least favorite that I have is Brandon Cooks. Um, going up against Miami, mm -hmm. it just kind of seems like he's due. This is more of like a feel play. Um, I don't really have anything to back it up other than he's due. It seems like uh, 
They're going to be playing against Miami, who has Jalen Ramsey, who might be able to do something to CD. Um, so maybe Brandon Cooks gets off a little bit here and gets a few more points than he's been getting, hopefully. So it's more so just like a plug and play and hope because at 4,900, we he's had a couple games this year where he's gone big. So just hoping for one of those. I had a similar take on that last week. It didn't end up panning out for me, but I was a week early on a few guys this year. Um, I could totally see it happening. It feels like a an offensive shootout waiting to happen. Um, maybe they, probably they focus C.D. Lamb um, in the secondary, and Brandon Cooks could uh, capitalize on that. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping um, for. Sweet. So I guess I'll start at running back. Um, I only have a couple guys. Running back's pretty hard to find those budget plays, but I think uh, Chuba Hubbard is a great play again this week. Um, He's going against Green Bay, who has been one of the worst uh, defenses against opposing running backs. Um, We saw Javante Williams have a good game against them. We saw... Uh, more recently, Saquon have a great game against them. Um, there's just been, and then obviously last week we saw Rashad White have a great game against them. Seems like over and over and over again, the running back playing Green Bay is going to get a significant amount of points. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard is on the Panthers, but he's only going for 5,700 right now. He's getting, uh, you know, I wouldn't even say the majority of the work, he's getting all of the work from that running back spot. He had 22 rushing attempts last week, 23 the week before, 25 the week before that. Um, he's not really crazy involved in the passing game, about two receptions per week over the last three weeks. Um, but there should be plenty of opportunity for him against Green Bay this week, and that Green Bay team has been struggling. The only thing that I'd be concerned about is if Green Bay's defense has a bounce-back week, um, but I don't know if we're going to see that. Hello? Yeah, I don't mind that take at all. Um, okay, <laughs> especially with especially with Chuba, um, because yeah, especially with him because um, I think that yeah, like you said, he's getting a ton of volume regardless of what team he's on, and I think that's really all that matters at the running back position. Um, mm-hmm. so kind of leaning off that, uh, my value play at running back is Gus Edwards. Um, like you said, there's not a whole lot to get here, um, so at the lower end of where I'm willing to go on a daily lineup, Gus Edwards is kind of there. And I think after Keaton Mitchell's injury, he should be due for some work because who the hell else is in that backfield? Yeah. I don't think it's justice Hill. I don't think he's the answer that they've been looking for. So they have gone to Gus in the past. They probably will go to Gus again in the future. Um, And if you're really choosing between Gus and justice Hill, really isn't much of a conversation to be had there uh i like that pick yeah the one thing that you will knock here is they're playing against san francisco so the reason that i actually like it against san francisco is because i think that the ravens have been playing really smart football and something they're going to need to do is control the run game in order to have any type of a chance against san francisco um because we know how fast they can score points 
So I think that if they can keep the ball on the ground and keep it out of San Francisco's hands for, you know, 10 minutes at a time, then they're putting themselves in a real solid position to win the game. So I think game script wise, Gus Edwards has to be a major part. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely accurate. San Francisco's defense is a little bit scary. Probably not going to be game planning to shut down Gus Edwards. Uh, So I think he should have some good opportunity. Um, my other running back, and I don't even know if this really counts as a value play, but Brian Robinson is only going for, you know, 6,000 feels like it should be the cutoff. So not going to mention Brian Robinson here. I'll mention him in the start section. Start Brian Robinson this week if he's on, if he's playing. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess to jump over into wide receivers, uh, I think Zay Jones has a pretty good potential to have a good game this week. Uh, I'm really undecided between him and Calvin Ridley. It does feel like Evan Ingram has kind of fallen by the wayside ever since that Christian Kirk injury. He had like one or two good games, but this past week, not as great. Um, Zay Jones or Calvin Ridley is going to have a good game this week. Zay Jones is going for 4,200. Last week, he had you know five receptions for 59 yards. On nine targets the week before that, he had 14 targets. Feels like he's getting crazy involved. Um, You know, 4,200 for somebody that's putting up 10 to 15 points this week seems like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think that Calvin Ridley's kind of struggling um, to just get open. I mean, he's running some routes that are, like, kind of nasty. But the way that these teams are playing the Jaguars is, like, seems like it's pretty much just zone. And I think Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley is a really good man-to-man receiver. So I think Zay Jones would be the play. Yeah, that's the hope, right? That is the hope. Um, <laughs> so the other guy I have here is Garrett Wilson at 5,800. Um, uh-oh. So yeah, uh-oh is right. Um, <laughs> obviously, we have no idea what the hell is going on in that quarterback room right now uh looks like zach wilson's gonna start but who really knows i don't think it really matters um garrett wilson's the clear-cut number one there um they're going against washington washington sucks their defense at least worst defense right yeah so (laughs) i sent i retweeted on uh the twitter page um post that is the jets have the number 32 rank offense and Washington has the number 32 ranked defense. So, so something's got to break as it said. Um, so Garrett Wilson is my play here. I think for 5,800, he, he's a good flex for you or a good wide receiver three. So I'm taking that value all day. Yeah. I don't hate this either. It feels like last week was maybe an anomaly against the dolphins. Um, and they should get back to throwing him the ball. So hopefully it's weird, but Zach Wilson has been Garrett Wilson's best friend this year from a fantasy perspective. It feels like whenever Zach Wilson is playing, Garrett Wilson gets tons of decent-ish quality targets. Um, you know, not as bad as Tim Boyle or anything like that. So should hopefully see a good game this week. We need to talk about Tim Boyle sometime for like five minutes and just talk about how bad he is. He's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Anyways, you have anybody else you like for uh, value plays? I do. Um, I have a couple more guys. I think uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's coming off of you know really solid game against the Eagles. He had four receptions for forty eight yards of a touchdown. He's been pretty consistent week to week. Um, I don't really know, you know, what else there is to say besides that. He's been consistent. He might be touchdown dependent. He's only averaging like 38 yards per game. Um, but we should see Gino come back. The Tennessee defense has not been the best. Um, and I think JSN maybe last week's game winning technically not game winning reception but you know they won the game because of that touchdown uh like 30 seconds later so his you know score to put them up might be his breakout moment and i'm willing to you know uh take a wager on it and i think jackson smith and jigba has a, a good game this week yeah i really hope so i'd love to see him go over 100 yards because that would kind of show us that he can has he not yet no he still hasn't. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the week. Jackson Smith and Jigba over a hundred yards. You heard it here first. You calling it? I'm calling it. It's my my Elijah Moore breakout game. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not. <laughs> I already hit that one. I think I tried it again. I missed that one, but whatever. Alright, so my uh um, my other value here is Jaden Reed, your favorite. Yeah, I was I was gonna save that one for next. He's a beauty. He should go nuts this week. Yeah, Carolina defense has been weirdly solid, um, but I I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a single guy on that offense that um, J.C. Horn can go cover. So I think Jaden Reed, just because of his ability to play outside slot, run the ball, I don't think he's gonna be followed around by their best corner. Um, so he should get some solid volume in this game. I hope so, and especially if Christian Watson's playing. I think Christian Watson would take the majority of the coverage, and then Jaden Reed might capitalize on that in the running game especially, uh, or you know, a screen or something like that. It's cool that they're, they're scheming up plays for him, which is exactly what you want. Yeah, 100%. Shows that they like him. Yeah. Um, I have, I think we have a ton of value plays. <laughs> I have Jake Ferguson here next. Um, you said it last week, touchdown game for Jake Ferguson. He only went six for 44. Um, he was able to get eight targets for the third straight week. He's obviously a huge part of that offense. Um, you know, if this Miami game turns into a higher scoring game, I think Jake Ferguson has the ability to get worked in here at 4,900. He should get some points. Yeah, I like it for the same reason as I did last week. <laughs> Seems like he's got to yeah. go get a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Do you have anybody else? I do not. I think that there was not more. a ton. Yeah, what do you got? Drake London's at home this week. Uh-oh. They benched Desmond Ritter. I think Drake London has himself a game. Arthur okay. Smith job on the line. It's Drake London season. Yeah, you're kind of prefacing one of my starts here. 
Um, yeah, Bijan's one of my starts too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, Oops. So yeah, uh, I like it. Um, I guess he is at home. <laughs> and it, it matters a lot. It matters more with Desmond Ritter, but I think he should have a good game. Yeah, I think we all would rather watch Heineke play anyways, so we know he's just going to kind of throw it up to him if he if he has to kind of find the first down or something. So, yeah, I yeah. like I like the play. Sweet. All right. Um, S- starts? Okay. Yeah, do you want to move on to starts? All right, just jump into B. John Robinson. <laughs> yeah, that's a good transition. <laughs> Uh, Bijan against Indy. Indy has a horrible run defense. Um, after 0.4 fantasy points last week, I gotta believe Bijan's gonna get at least 10 here, <laughs> which is not exactly I what you want. So. Yeah, but I don't know. It seems like with Heineke at quarterback, as you said, Arthur Smith's job on the line, like use your players, please, because. My God, if Bijan puts up 0.4 points again, I'm going to lose it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so at 6,300, I think that's a pretty fair price. Um, especially after last week, I think it kind of tanked some of that value. So I like 6,300 for him. I think normally it would make sense for him to be priced a little bit higher. So take it while you got it against this matchup. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think this is going to be a big running back game. I also have Jonathan Taylor as a start. Uh, Bijan's probably going against the better defense. Jonathan Taylor, uh, I believe the Falcons' defense has been you know significantly better than the uh, Colts. Sorry, blanking on team names. They're like the second best in the in the league, but Jonathan Taylor is. He's another quality play at 7,200. I'm just a big fan of him overall, so I had to mention that while we could. But I think you, everything that you mentioned about Bijan and Arthur Smith, you know, coaching for his job, uh, the bad run defense, and, you know, they are leaning on a new quarterback, so I think they might lean into the ground game a little bit more. Um, and I've been kind of switching back and forth all year, but it seems like kind of the perfect storm for a Bijan game. Yeah. And I like Jonathan Taylor as well because I think anytime he's playing, he's a he's a start. So if you can get him at a solid yeah. price, then why not? Yeah, he's he's going for a lot, but he's not going to break your bank. Um, so I think he's worth plugging in. But to each their own there. Yep. Um, the next, I feel like we've covered like all these guys already, but the next <laughs> guy that I have as a start, uh, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he's, he's coming off a bad game, right? Two receptions, 21 yards, but he had nine targets. It's not like Will Levis's targets are awful. Um, they're going into Seattle. Except for the, the one. Best defense there. Yeah, <laughs> but it does feel like D-Hop is kind of due for a bigger one. I know he just kind of came off of that bigger one against Miami. Um, I'm taking this Houston game as an outlier. D-Hop, 
should have plenty of opportunity, uh, plenty of volume against a bad defense uh, to hopefully get some good points. Going for 6,100, he's not too expensive. Um, he's kind of the perfect player right in that middle, averaging almost 66 yards a game um, and might get a touchdown as well. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, but I do have a question for you because you absolutely shit all over DeAndre Hopkins the other night. Yeah, what about him? <laughs> you like him this week? You just you just don't like him any other week? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw I saw where he was at sixty one hundred. I mean, like some of the players around D Hop are Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, Adam <laughs> Thielen. I don't hate Garrett Wilson there. Um, Terry McLaurin. There's not Tyler Lockett. There's not good value, good consistent value. Amari Cooper, maybe, but that's 200, 300 more. Uh, DK Metcalf, maybe 600 more. I like where D-Hop is sitting right now. Um, I feel like he's getting the volume of wide receiver one. He isn't really showing up all the time right now, but uh, I think he's a matchup dependent start. Yeah, I don't hate that because obviously, yeah, the wide receiver one volume is there. Um, speaking of wide receiver ones, my next sit or next start is DK Metcalf um, for obvious reasons. I don't know about you, but after watching the game on Monday night, I was like, holy crap, I can't believe how good this guy is. Yeah, DK has been insane the past few weeks on tear. Dude, I could not believe the two catches he made on that drive. Yeah, it's been definitely something special. Looks like a robot. Um, do you do you think he's? I mean, obviously he's valued higher than JSN this week. Do you think he's more of a lock than JSN? Um, I mean, probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to frame the question in the way that I want to ask it. Like, what I do you think is a better value, JSN or DK, right now? this week i think dk just because he gives you the possibility of going for 30 i don't think Jigba does yeah that's true yeah it's a good take yeah and because we're looking for as Jason many points as possible right <laughs> so i think it's true dk you have the possibility of 30 and usually at worst he gives you like 15 so i don't know to each their own as you said yeah that makes sense all right. Uh, speaking of wide receiver ones, <laughs> same exact transition. Uh, somebody's going to be like, what? Did I restart? Um, <laughs> Rasheed Rice. <laughs> Got to start him this week. I mean, he's on a tear, dude. He's, he's 27.7, 14.4, 19.2, 24.1. Going against Las Vegas. Not the best defense. Do you think it's like Travis Kelsey right. games? Like probably, but no. I I'm not letting Rasheed Rice gets like six no, he gets like ten targets a game. He can get those ten targets and Travis Kelsey can get his fifteen. And then 
like other people, Mahomes can spread the ball around 10 more times and it would still be like an average passing game. I could uh, totally. She writes. See, yeah, I could totally see this being the game a few weeks before the playoffs where all of a sudden the offense just comes alive and then we're all like, oh crap, the Chiefs are still good. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. It's so, going to happen. I can see that totally happening, so I don't mind it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's arguably my start of the week at 6,600. Like, I'd much rather have him than Chris Olave, than DK Metcalf, Tony Pollard, Brandon Ayuk, Joe Mixon. Like, feels like that volume is guaranteed. He's been solid. Been very solid. Yeah, that's fair. He has been consistent. Um, another start I have is Kenneth Walker. I think he has a solid matchup against Tennessee, and once again, just watching him on Monday night, the dude's are just a friggin' beast, just bouncing off defenders. So I think he's just, you know, he's good for his 15, like DK, and maybe gets an extra touchdown or some catches in there that bring him up. So I like him at 6,200. He's almost a value play. I had Kenneth Walker in my lineup, and I subbed him out for Bijan, but I completely agree. He's so, he's like literally the DK of running backs. He's so explosive. He's more like Jonathan Taylor. Like so explosive, uh, can rip off you know whatever gain you need at any time. Always a threat to score a touchdown. Um, for that reason, I feel like he never really has a bad matchup, even yeah. though this week isn't a bad matchup. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Uh... Philly's run defense was ranked super highly, and I mean, he kind of made some of those guys look silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's not too expensive this week either, so I'm all in on that pick. Yeah, I love it. I got a guy that's a little bit more expensive at the running back position, but I think you're going to like it. James Cook? Ah, you stole mine. Let James Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off 25 and 39 point games, James Cook has been unleashed. He's only going for 6,500 right now when you would expect somebody with that volume, that, you know, consistency to go for like 7,500. James Cook is awesome right now. I'm all aboard the James Cook train. Yeah, I think he sees a lot of volume this week in a game where they could potentially blow him out. He could yeah. get a lot of work on the ground, and that would be nice to see. Yeah, I hope so. Um, they're just going to lean on almost almost like whatever the game script is, they, they're going to lean on James Cook. So I think James Cook is huge this week. Yeah, I think he's huge for the team in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else do you got this I, week? I got I'm, one more. I'm running out of guys. <laughs> I got one more. Jameer Gibbs. Nice. So 7,000 on the upper end of running back spending. He's number, he's number eight in terms of um, like price. So at 7,000, you're spending a lot, but I feel like at this point we know what we're getting and that's points. And that's all we really Mm -hmm. care about. So Jameer Gibbs makes all the sense in the world to me. I think against Minnesota, he's going to get plenty of uh, checkdowns because their defense is 
are kind of solid. So why not? I think uh, Jameer Gibbs makes a lot of sense here. I agree. Um, I feel like there are a couple guys that get you those points. I think I would rather start James Cook. I know that you had him too, so I'm not trying to steal like my guy's better than your guy. But I feel like James Cook has been about as consistent the past few weeks. But I do see your point in Jameer Gibbs being a little bit more involved in the passing game this week and that Minnesota defense hasn't been great. So I don't know. Yeah. Just thinking about who who I think is going to score more points. Yeah. If you have a lineup that you like, um, but you're able to kind of downgrade the money you're spending a quarterback for like a Joe Flacco, Mullins, like we talked about, um, and you have that extra money that you can put towards a running back, I would say you could definitely upgrade from Cooks Cook uh, to Gibbs just because, as we talked about with a lot of these guys, Cook did get a shit ton of points last weekend, but I don't think he's going to go out there and put up 30 again, and I think Jameer Gibbs could do that any given weekend. So I think you're you're paying that extra 500 for potential to have way more points. It's true, but Cook did put up 25 the week before that. He's been super involved ever since they fired their offensive coordinator. This is true. But I'm I'm tired of defending James Cook. There was a time in one of our dynasty leagues where I was trying to trade James Cook for a first to like anybody because I was rebuilding. And nobody valued him. So James Cook is mine. And I will <laughs> I will hold on to James Cook. I will not hurt him. Yeah, I have him in our in our other league. So I'm holding, I'm holding on, yeah, I'm holding on to him as well. Sweet. A couple of James Cook stands. <laughs> um, all right, you want to jump into a couple? Or I did want to talk about the defenses real quick. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, not a great weekend for defenses, but I have the Packers defense in the lineup where I don't have Chuba Hubbard. And then the lineup where I do have Chuba Hubbard and no Joe Flacco and no Njoku, I have the Texans defense. Um, I feel like Packers defense is an obvious one just because they're playing against the Panthers. Um, Bryce Young has consistently struggled trying to outrun defensive ends over and over and over and over again. Uh, He might make a couple of bad decisions, lead to fumbles, lead to picks. I'm willing to bet on that. Um, And so... On the other side, the Texans, Joe Flacco is coming off of like a three interception game against the Bears. Houston defense has been decent um, at forcing turnovers. So I think if Joe Flacco, he, he could still come out and have a great game and the Texans defense could do well. Um, it just really depends on, you know, if they're able to force those turnovers. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it, but I think that I think that they are kind of a lock to give up a lot of yards. It's just obviously, yeah, the Texans are going to get their points off turnovers. So you're relying on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I had two that I really liked this week. Um, one is the Patriots defense against Denver, just because I think it's going to be another one of those boring Patriots games where the ball barely crosses the 50-yard line. 
Um, I think it's just going to be one of those low-scoring games, and the Pats' defense is only 2,800, so you can save yourself a little money. You're not going to get the 15, 20-point game that maybe you're looking for, but if you want to save some cash and try to use that on a quarterback or somebody, or Jameer Gibbs like we were talking about, I think that's a fine play to have. Um, So I think that you're getting some value. I think you're almost priced right at 2,800. I think you could probably price them a tiny bit higher just because I think their defense has been pretty solid this year. So that's just my take. What do you think? I'm not in love with it. Um, I don't know. I think there's a chance that the Patriots get kind of crushed by the Broncos. So, uh, for that reason, I'm kind of out because I feel like you want more than anything that that like five to ten points rather than risking the negative points. But I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah, like I'd rather have ten points from my defense and then get thirty from someone else than get twenty or fifteen from my defense and get fifteen from some other guy. It's just another ten points is all I'm looking for here. Yeah, I get that, but there's a chance that the Patriots get blown out and that would lead to like negative points and that could be really brutal. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a risk you got to be the, willing to take. I think it was Cowboys defense. I don't know. It was a couple weeks ago. Some defense. I think, yeah, it was the Cowboys against Seattle. Uh, got me like negative one. Like That messed up my entire lineup. Yeah, that'll do that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you have another defense um, i mentioned both of mine so i'm good okay did you say the cardinals i did not okay so the cardinals is another one i like um i know okay. you i know you hate it as well but 2700 so even less than the pats by 100 bucks um cardinals d kind of stinks but i think they have potential to get turnovers so similar to kind of what you were saying just at the price point like you could call these i guess both value plays if you like them um but i'm kind of picking two risky defenses here because i don't feel like forking out 3900 for the packers defense i just don't i don't see why that makes sense i don't see why spending 3800 on the colts makes sense um, saves you a, a thousand bucks. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it I'm adds willing up. to spend the extra thousand to guarantee, but I understand what you mean. Yeah, I just think that with the matchups throughout the league this week, I I just don't see why I wouldn't want more money on my position players, just because I think there's a lot of guys at the upper end of the league who have some tough matchups this this week. All right, man, when you come back here on Monday or whatever and, and you have those defenses that scored you negative points and you missed out on a 50-50 or double up or whatever like that because of it, you uh, you let me know. I'll admit it. We can talk about how to, how to value defenses going forward. <laughs> I'll listen. I'll listen. No, yeah, I get where you're coming from, <laughs> and it's a strategy I haven't tried before, and I'm interested to see how it works out for you. Just personally, I like to go with defenses that 
I can trust. And I think that I'm like scarred from, it was like 2013. I picked up the Saints defense and I started them and they sucked. And they scored me negative seven points. And, you know, I think it was the, the playoffs and I got eliminated. And ever since then, it's been get the best defense you can. <laughs> I think and, uh, I think you might need to see someone about that. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that would fix it, but I, I don't know. Is that the Saints defense used to be so bad? Um, Insert an ad for played. better help. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, okay, you want to jump over into sits? Yes, sir. So, in terms of quarterbacks, um, my sit here would be probably it's between Jalen Hurts and um, Dak for me, just because I think I don't know. It's it's just a couple weird matchups. Um, I could see Miami game being a huge scoring game for Dak. I could also see it not being one and them running the ball a lot. Um, so I think for yeah. seventy nine hundred, I I just can't justify it. And same thing for Jalen Hurts at eight thousand. Um, after the way he's been playing, maybe he's due. But I just once again, I can't justify it. I think the Giants have weirdly played like all right defense. So uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I like both those takes. Um... I would add on Jordan Love this week. I don't I think they probably lean on the run game if Aaron Jones is actually all the way back. Um and Jordan Love might struggle because of that. Apparently Carolina's been really solid against quarterbacks this year, which I don't know how or why, but um <laughs> gotta gotta believe the stats, so I'm a little bit afraid of Jordan Love. And then you know, on top of that, I think it could be a tough week for Sam Howell if you're looking at him for value. Um, Jets are too good defensively. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, that's all I got for quarterbacks. I mean, there's not really much to say. Yeah, otherwise, I I think the rest of your starts are pretty fine. Brock Purdy's at 6,800, and he's been playing really well. But against the Ravens defense, I think, that price is pretty justified. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what do you got for? Uh, yeah. So for running backs, um, we got Kyron Williams is my first one. I know the volume's been there, uh, but New Orleans run defense is really friggin' solid, um, as shown by their performance against Saquon last week. We said he had, what, yeah. 12, 12 carries for like 21 yards or something? Something was, like that. So, ju- He had nine for 14. Pretty much, yeah, just based off of that performance, um, I don't justify 7,800 for Kyron Williams. Sure, he could have another great game, but I don't know. To me, it's risky. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I'm not the biggest Kyron fan. Maybe I should change that perspective, but it feels like those, those Rams guys are, I don't, I don't like them for some reason. (laughs) Um, I'd say another sit here 
is going to be the man that you just mentioned, Saquon. Uh, I know that we saw Kenneth Walker do something against the Eagles defense, but it could be sort of a bounce back game for the Eagles. Um, Saquon's coming off of, you know, not the most efficient games. He's been not great this year. It's kind of brutal. Um, I'm actually benching Saquon in one of my playoff games for Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams. I think those guys are just, you know, guaranteed to be a little bit better this week. So I'm a little bit out on Saquon. All right. So when we come back on Monday, we'll have a talk about Saquon versus Javante Williams and my defense picks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Javante Williams is going to get more. And he's a good value, but side waiters. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, my other one is Devon Achan um, at 7,100 uh, against a Dallas defense. I don't know if this young guy is going to be able to get out the same way he has. It just seems like a weird has, matchup. Has well, Devon Achan become the Jalen Waddle of running backs? Now there's he's a consistently in the 7,000s and then he's just the second guy to the other guy that's really fast and good. And as soon as he drops to like 6,900, he's going to go nuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, people are, people are asking. What are they asking? Um, if, if he's the, the Jalen model. <laughs> Maybe. I don't really have any other sits this week at running back. Maybe Tony Pollard. I'm not in love with Tony Pollard ever. 6,700 is a lot to ask for. Uh, And then it could be a pass-heavy game. So I think he might get limited in volume. I think those three guys right at the same price point, Tony Pollard, Mixon, ETN, I just don't think that the upside is there for that money. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think they're pretty much all the same running back. Yeah. Do I <laughs> jump over into wide receiver? Sorry, I'm not giving you much. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> no. the same running back. Like, yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Uh, none of them are going to get really that much. They're going to get volume, but is it going to be quality volume? Like, I don't think any of the teams of the guys that you mentioned are that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mixon, mid. ETN, you know, they might blow out Tampa Bay, but it seems like Jacksonville has played down to every team that they've played this year when they're playing against bad teams. Um, and then Tony Pollard. Dallas is not going to win the game because of Tony Pollard. No. Somebody's going to clip that on Monday. It's going to be Tony Pollard, four touchdowns, 500 all-purpose yards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the uh, uh, for the wide receivers um, – the first one I have, we already kind of discussed this, is C.D. Lamb. Um, $9,200, that's just a ton for a matchup with Jalen Ramsey. So that's the only mm-hmm. reason I have. Yeah, I think that's a good take. Uh, C.D. Lamb, you know, he's been great this year, but... Matchup with Jalen Ramsey, as you said, he's averaging 23. He hasn't hit 23 since week 13. Um, 
It does look like he could be due for a big game. Uh, is that game going to come against Dallas? Probably not. I think Brandon Cooks and uh, Jake Ferguson fill in for what CD Lamb doesn't produce this week. Yeah, I like that. And then I have another guy from this game. Feels Ooh, like all of our sets are from this game. Uh, it's the Devon A-Chain of wide receivers. A-Chan. Jalen Waddle. No way. Yeah. Jalen Waddle is <laughs> consistently a sit for me. Uh, 7,800. Like, Tyreek. They're going to let Tyreek decide if he's back this week. Tyreek's back this week. No question. So when Tyreek inevitably plays and Jalen Waddle is coming off a 31.2 point game, last time he scored over 25 was in week eight. This is such a niche example. Week eight, he scored over 25. Next week comes back and has 8.4 against Kansas City. Last time he scored over 20 before that or after that was uh, against the Jets. Week 12, comes back and puts up 10. He does not follow up huge performances with huge performances. Uh, he's a, you know, one good game and then back to the normal. Jalen Model is not going to make or break this game uh, for the Dolphins. And I think you can find better value elsewhere. Yeah, I like that point. Um, yeah, Tyreek Hill is, will probably play. Did you see the, uh, the videos of him warming up before the game last week? No. He was like fully running like full speed routes like i feel like someone sat him down on the sideline and was like you know we're playing the jets today right like you don't you don't need to do this <laughs> we're gonna win <laughs> i feel like someone had it's to talk to waddle yeah so i think going into this week tyree kill is a lock to actually play yeah i think so um so, yeah, I mean, I, I hope he does. That'll be fun. Yeah, so my other uh, sit here is Keenan Allen against a Buffalo defense that's been a lot better at 7,900 with Eason Stick at quarterback. I just, I, I don't know. Do you, can you justify that in any way? I don't know why I thought you had already said that. I was like about to be like, oh, Keenan Allen, that's a good sit. Uh, but you already said it. No, you didn't, and you're nailing it. Why the hell would you start Keenan Allen against Buffalo with Eason Stick? You see what happened last week against the Raiders? I have no clue. It doesn't make any sense. So, no. Do not start Keenan Allen. I completely agree. Uh, Not a good play. I think if you dropped his price $1,000, I still would not start him. 69. I think you'd need to creep down towards, like, the Garrett Wilson area. 58. Damn. So you're taking a 2K hit here. Realistically, yeah, like DeAndre Hopkins might have him above him. Garrett Wilson, um, Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers is not going to do anything this week. We're going to come back next week and just get absolutely shit on for our takes. Well, luckily nobody listens, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Cell phone. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I really don't have any other crazy sits here. One guy that I'm thinking about leaning off of his value, this is another start-sit decision that I'm making in uh, fantasy playoffs, is I have CeeDee Lamb. I have um, I have Cortland Sutton, I have Brandon Ayuk, and I have DeAndre Hopkins. I need to start three of those guys, and I have T. Higgins. 
I need to start three of those guys. And I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, I think I'm sitting Brandon Ayuk because the guaranteed volume is not there. He's coming off of 6.7 points. He has been, for the most part, consistent. Um, his price has dropped a little bit to 6,700. I don't know if I already said that. Um, no, he's, he's coming off of 6.7 points. He's going for 6,700. That's what happened there. Um, you know, they're playing Baltimore, who's been one of the better teams in the league. It feels like a Debo game, a McCaffrey game. Brandon Ayuk hasn't been, you know, he hasn't popped off for too much this year. His best game was week one, 35. Uh, week four, he had 24. And then week 11, he had almost 30. So he's been pretty good, but I, I just don't see the value there when you could have a DK Metcalf or Cortland Sutton, T. Higgins. But realistically, I'm not able to sleep. I don't know who to start. <laughs> I think Brandon I, you get to sit. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think they're leaning a lot on Debo right now. And I don't know why you wouldn't because yeah. the offense has been electric that way. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. So I'm sitting DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Ayuk right now. So I have T, Sutton, and Lamb. I don't think we mentioned T. Higgins at all. I think he's a good value play too. Or not really value play, a start with uh, Jamar Chase out. Is Jamar Chase out? Jamar Chase is out. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, if he's out, then yeah, I like Higgins. I mean, it's him and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd might be a good value play then. Yeah, what's he going for? Not a lot. 46. It's not bad, but there was one other game, maybe more than that. Oh, no, he popped off in that game. I was going to say the other game where Jamar Chase was out, which I think was week 10 against Houston. Tyler Boyd had like 23 points. Yeah, could be a really solid value play. Look at that. We're stumbling into value. <laughs> That's what we offer over here. Um, okay. You want to jump into tight end? I feel like we've been on wide receiver for a while. Yeah, there's not a whole lot left in wide receiver that's worth talking about. I think there's some questionable starts and sits, but nothing that I can for sure say is a sit. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. Do you want to lead it? Sure. Um, So one of my sits this week is um dalton kincaid i i don't know why i just feel like going against this matchup i see him being used as a run blocker more just because they're going against uh the chargers doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot of um air raid kind of game here so lean on that james cook run play kind of script because it seems to be working for the bills so I don't know. Unless he gets a touchdown, I don't see him being relevant in this game. Yeah, I was about to ask what happened last week when I was looking at the box score right now, and then I realized that Josh Allen threw like 12 passes. <laughs> so that's what happened. Dalton Kincaid had two targets, didn't catch either of them. Um, I don't know. I think Kincaid could get some solid work this week. I do agree with your take that it could be a run-focused script. Um, but 
there's a chance. That, I mean, they have to get to that run focus script somehow. And I think maybe one or two early touchdowns might be thrown and that could go Kincaid's way. It could, and it could also go Diggs' way because got to get him on the yeah, same Diggs page. Yeah, I got to get him on the same page as Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. The guy that I have here is in a, a different spot. Uh, it's it's Dallas Goddard. He's going for forty seven hundred. Uh, I'd also say Dalton Schultz, but I think if you've learned anything, it's that every time we talk about tight end sits, um, since Brevin Jordan came back uh, week 12, Dalton Dalton Schultz is a sit for me. Um, He gets like basically no volume anymore. But Dallas Goddard uh, has been kind of used back and forth. He's been getting kind of ramped up. I see this as a game where they're trying to get right with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Um, maybe they get him more involved, but I am not the biggest fan of him this week. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, there's not like a ton of guys here that are locks for sits, but I think that does air on the side of yeah sitting because um, Dallas Goddard just has not been what we all thought he was going to be going into this year. Yeah, yeah. It's been kind of tough, but besides that, I don't see anybody else really that I would say is a definite sit. Even Kyle Pitts, like, he might have a chance this week. Really? Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) But... Feels like Arthur Smith is starting to understand the implications. Yeah, uh, you'd freaking hope so. Um, I just got a question about one guy. What do you think about Hunter Henry after last week? I love what I've seen out of Hunter Henry. Um, He does have a knee injury, which he got this past week. But... He's coming off of a couple crazy games. It feels like him and Zappy have a good connection. Over 4,100. I wouldn't be opposed to starting him. I wouldn't do it myself. I more target some of those like middle higher-end guys like David Njoku, Jake Ferguson, um, Evan Ingram, like stuff like that. I'm not actually starting Evan Ingram this week. I'm just starting those other two guys. Um, but if you want to try to find some value at your tight end position, I think Hunter Henry's not a bad bet. I'd probably rather start Isaiah Likely, though, if you're going to dip down to 4,200. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just wondering what your thoughts were on Hunter Henry this week um, because I'm a Pats fan. I had to make sure I wasn't being biased. Do you like him this week? No, not necessarily, but at his price point could be some value. Yeah, I think so. Um I think a, a person that offers better value than Hunter Henry even would be Tucker Craft. Um, yeah. Coming off of a six-target game and a four-target game, he's been getting worked in more. Um, you know, Maybe there's a chance that he has a big game this week against Carolina. Yeah, that tight end position is just wide open in terms of fantasy. So I think there's plenty of guys that um, have the potential to become maybe that tight end one for a team. And Tucker Craft looks like he could be falling into that slot. 
Yeah, he does. Um, okay, do you have anybody else or anything else that you want to talk about for sits? Could jump into defenses. Uh, is there really any point to talking about defenses? <laughs> um, just don't put a defense against Dallas, uh, Kansas City, um, Miami, or Buffalo. I think those are the Buffalo, four. Buffalo, yeah. I think those are the Detroit. Four. Detroit and Minnesota might not necessarily, but yeah, I agree with that. I would not start Minnesota's defense this week. No, I wouldn't either, but I think you could go more wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and I wouldn't start the Cardinals either, but I know you like them. Or the Patriots, but but to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> we will find out on uh, Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Um, I know that we said we were going to do a little bit of a Thursday night r- preview. You want to jump into that now? Yeah. So, Thursday night football this week. Um, we got the Saints and the Rams. So, not an amazing game. Um, in terms of lines, let's see. Rams minus four. You got Rams minus four? Yeah, I got Rams minus Yeah, I don't know why four. we always have different lines. Yeah, I got Rams minus four, yeah, and then- over under 46 and a half, and minus 200 money line on the Rams. So... Personally, I'm taking the Rams in this one as part of my parlay for the weekend, which we'll get into on Friday. Um, I just think it's kind of a lock for the Rams to win this game. Uh, The Saints have a great defense, as we talked about, but it just seems like a Matthew Stafford-led team against whoever the hell is playing quarterback for the Saints is going to win this game. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think it's – I'm also leaning under here a little bit. Um, I agree with that. That's at SoFi, four and ten over to under. Um, so ten unders have hit this year. Uh, probably because of the Chargers for the most part. But you know the Rams aren't a crazy team. It, it almost to me feels like a great practice game for the Rams against a, a decent-ish defense. Um, and then the Saints' offense is kind of miserable and irrelevant. And then. Chris Olave has that sprained ankle. Alvin Kamara should, you know, get utilized pretty well. Is Derek Carr alive and playing in this game? Are you, are you familiar with His lines are available. Okay, cool. It seems like, you know, Cam Jordan has limited practice with his ankle. Uh, Ryan Ramschek didn't practice with a knee injury. Chris Olave, ankle. It... It's tough. Uh, you know, it seems like the Saints have a bunch of injuries on their side. I'm completely all in on the Rams here. Yeah, do you have any uh, crazy stats about this game? Oh, do I? <laughs> uh, in each of the last five appearances with the Rams as favorites, Kyron Williams has scored a touchdown. He's minus 215 to do that. Cooper Cup has scored... In four of his last five Thursday night uh, appearances, he's plus 125. I think that's a pretty good odds. Then Taysom has scored a touchdown in four of the last five games as, as underdogs for the Saints. So that's plus 170. Solid. So those are all pretty good lines. Stay away from that, Kyron. 
minus 215 is asking too much for me. I'd rather place that on the Rams to win. Yeah. Um, but Cooper Cup, Taysom Hill, not bad. And then Jimmy Graham hit the nail on the head with Jimmy Graham. You sure week. did. Told you. That was pretty wild. Good call. Um, another I mean, another line here is Derek Carr's passing yards at two thirty one and a half seems high. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say the under on that is a good play, especially with Chris Olave potentially out. Uh, Rashid Shahid has been solid this year, uh, but that's about it. It's not like AT Perry's going to step up. No. Maybe Rashid Shahid touchdown. What are the odds on that? Shahid touchdown. Plus three eighty. That's not that's not as juicy as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Maybe over thirty and a half receiving yards for him though is not too bad, especially if Chris Olave is not playing. Yeah, that's not bad. Um. But yeah, if you like if you like the under in this game, then you're gonna like the under Derek Carr's passing yards. So that's probably gonna be Completely part of my same game parlay for this one. Sweet. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this game. Uh I don't know. The Cowboys Thursday night game was pretty good, but it feels like Thursday night's been kind of mid. Chargers Raiders was last week, that's why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. Patriots Steelers was the week before. Yeah, this is probably the best Thursday night game since the Cowboys and the, the Seahawks. Did I say Steelers? I don't know. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Anything yeah. else you want to say about it before we call it a show? No, I think you uh, think you hit it all right there. Cool. Um, as always, you know, thanks for joining us. Um, really appreciate the support. You can follow us on Twitter at DataBlitz underscore XYZ. Uh, I've been working on a Madden rebuild series of the Patriots over on YouTube, uh, which has been a blast. Got jumped into the second season with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, which is pretty sweet. Um, and then we, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Um so appreciate you for listening, liking, subscribing, and rating. And again, uh, just a reminder that the content in this episode is for entertainment and informational purposes only and is not intended as definitive betting or fantasy sports advice. Thanks for listening. Thank you.